Hey y'all, it's time to take a brew break. I'm Keela from Keela D. Subcreation, sharing my favorite stories 11 points at a time. You can look forward to English major insights, fangirl freakouts, and biblical tidbits as I dive deep into fiction and nonfiction stories in any form. Now grab a brew and join me for Elevensies. Hello, Elevensies. It is me. We are here recording a podcast once again. Man, keeping up with just once a month podcasts is still hard. I've got two jobs and a kiddo, and in case you didn't hear the news, I have another one on the way. So I'm going to try to crank out a few more episodes before baby number two is here in June, and then I'll probably take another break through the end of the year. It is still my hope and dream for this podcast to get to 111 episodes, so I do plan to be back in 2025 with more guests and more stories. As always, feel free to send me your suggestions via any of my social media outlets at KD Subcreations. Anyway, since my child dominates a good chunk of my time, I have been spending a lot of time watching Bluey. <laughs> which turns out to be one of the best kids shows of all time. It is a wholesome and hilarious show about a family of healer dogs in Australia. In my opinion, it is a parenting show that children also happen to enjoy. <laughs> Calvin in particular gets so excited dancing every time the theme song comes on, and then he happily plays while I ball my eyes out during the actual episode. <laughs> So today I thought I would break down 11 of my favorite Bluey episodes just in order of release so I don't have to play favorites for those of you who also love the show and for those of you who have never watched it. Hopefully after this you will be intrigued and if not I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Today's 11z's beverage is brought to you by Keela's Pregnancy Cravings. I am um, just I'm rocking some grape juice. Short, sweet, simple grape juice. And let me tell you, it is delicious and refreshing. So, yeah. That's what I have today. Um, I haven't made anything super crazy and fun uh, drink-wise lately. I kind of don't like coffee when I'm with child, so that sucks. But I love the juice, so that's what we're drinking today. <laughs> All right, let's get into it. Aside from episode titles and minor descriptions, I'm going no notes. This is what happens um, when Keela doesn't have a guest. <laughs> I wing it a little bit. Um, so bear with me, but I think this will still be a great episode because let me tell you, I could talk about Bluey all day long. But we'll keep it at 11 Bluey episodes to wreck your brain and your heart. So number one is in season one, episode 17. It's called Calypso, and it is an amazing episode. I think this is our first introduction, maybe, to Bluey's teacher named Calypso, the uh, the title of the episode. Most of the episode titles are pretty self-explanatory. You will see that. Um, I don't remember because I missed a good chunk of season one in our first watch through because um, other people were watching Bluey with Cal, babysitters and stuff. And then I started religiously watching in season two, three, and then we, of course, had to restart. And so I just caught this episode upon this rewatch. So um, I already knew who Calypso was when I first watched this episode. So I couldn't tell you if this was like her first appearance or whatever, but probably that would make sense. I mean, it's early enough in the show. So Bluey is six. Um, and so I guess first grade, maybe. Although it doesn't really feel like school. We don't really see any learning happening. It's all just like playtime. So maybe it's just a daycare type situation, an after school daycare. No idea. Although I think it's called a school. See, it's fine. This is, this is Kila with no notes. It's fine. It doesn't matter. This is Bluey's teacher. It's where she goes to be with kids her age and be supervised by people, not her parents. <laughs> anyway, it beautifully depicts this teacher, like, navigating playtime among all of the different students. And there's different groups of students playing different games. And she's, like, 
supervising all of them without really interfering or telling them how to play. And in the end, like, each of the individual stories kind of, like, mesh together. And it is so cool. It shows, like, the teacher, I think she's doing something at her desk. And this one student keeps asking her if she can get a gnome from the shelf for her gnome village. And so... Calypso like gets up and she goes and looks at the gnome village and she's like well where is your gnome going to live or where's your gnome going to sleep and so that encourages the student to build more little houses or whatever for her gnome and then she goes and checks on another group of kids and it's the terriers who of course are Scottish terriers and always playing some sort of battle war fighting game and they're saying that they're romans and they're protecting and um but they need something to protect and Calypso is like okay great sounds good and then she checks on another kid who is building a house like a fort and says that it's pretty big and he needs a roommate and so then she goes to another group and it's bluey and her friends and or maybe there's another group of girl dogs playing house yeah, and they have, like, little babies, and they're like, oh, there's a lot of us. I might be looking to move out soon, and Calypso says, well, Rusty's could be looking for a roommate, and then we see Bluey, and she's playing fish shop, fish and chips shop, and but she's out of fish, and so you can only order chips, and anyway, so there's, like, five different groups of kids that are playing five different games, and Calypso just goes and checks on all of them when she makes her rounds uh, across the classroom, and then sits back down and does her own work. Until the gnome chick comes up again and is like, hey, I built a place for my gnome to sleep. Can I get a gnome now? And so then Calypso makes the rounds again and checks in and we see how all of these stories have advanced and how um, the one girl who was playing house moved in with Rusty, who was building a fort, and how the other girls who were playing house are now at Bluey's fish and chip shop and eating chips because she's out of fish and like all of this stuff oh yeah and then there's another kid who is really bored and calypso keeps telling him just figure out something to do and i think she gives him a stick and says do something with this anyway i could go scene by scene but we don't need to do that for all these episodes this is just number one here <laughs> but in the end let's just say that um the girl who needed to move in with Rusty got a job at Bluey's Fish and Chip Shop so she could pay Rusty rent, and she delivered uh, chips to the Terriers, um, who, and then on her way back, she almost ran over the Gnome Village, and Calypso yelled, Terriers, we need your protection. Protect the village. And so then the Terriers got to jump into action and protect the village. They finally had something to protect as the Romans. And then at the very end, the kid who was bored decided to use his stick and pretend it was a fishing pole. And guess what? He caught a fish. And she said, Bluey needs fish for her fish and chips shop. And it's just like, oh my gosh, it's so cute how like all the stories connected and the teacher was like encouraging their imaginations and their playtime. And it was just, it was beautiful and well done. Like I can only hope that my children have teachers as good as that. And let me tell you, there are tons of other episodes to show Calypso in this exact same way where she's always encouraging the kids to like do more and like go beyond what they think they can do whether that's a skill or their imagination or like inventing a game to play she's just the best so this is maybe her first appearance but we see her several times and yeah she's amazing okay man this is gonna be a ranty episode <laughs> sorry not sorry okay number two is season one episode 22 the pool this one's super fun um Bluey starts the episode kind of complaining that her mom is always worried about boring stuff and um, like she doesn't want to worry about like where her shoes are or um, I don't know her to-do list and chores stuff like that she just wants to have fun she wants to go to the pool and so the mom's like fine you and dad and bingo her little sister can go to the pool and they're like, yeah, dad's so fun. We're going to the pool. We're doing fun things. So they get to the pool and the dad, who is a little bit less organized, um, is like, okay, great. 
do you have your sunscreen? And they're like, no. <laughs> and he was like, oh, well, then I guess we're going to have to play in the shade. And then eventually, like, the sun moves, obviously, and they're down to, like, the very shallow end of the pool because they can't go anywhere without their sunscreen. They forgot their, like, snacks, so the kids are getting hungry and restless. They forgot their floaties, so Bingo can't go in the deep end anyway. It's just, like, they completely ignored all of the boring to-do stuff, and therefore their fun was kind of interrupted, right? Because they just wanted to jump straight into the fun without dealing with any of the boring stuff that the mom was worried about earlier. So then at the end of the episode, just when they're about to give up and like, okay, I guess we just have to go home because we didn't bring any of our swim stuff, any of the fun stuff that felt boring at the time, the mom shows up and is like, hey, you forgot all of the things. And then it shows them all as a family, and the kids have sunscreen, and their floaties, and their snacks, and everybody's just having a grand old time. So, the lesson is, even the boring stuff is important, and also mom's rock, okay? Like, yeah, sometimes we get stuck with the boring stuff, because dad's always fun, and dad just wants to, you know, get the kids excited about things, uh... And then the mom's kind of left with some of the boring tasks, but it's important to remember those boring tasks because they help make the fun more fun. <laughs> and this, of course, is speaking from a type A organized mom type person. Uh, so, yeah, you'll see a lot of the episodes I picked are kind of heavy on the mom stories. That's just because it's my own perspective. But I must say here and now the bandit, the dad is an amazing father and he kills it he always goes above and beyond with the games that the girls want to play and even when it's in public even when other people are watching him like he's great so i don't want to discount bandit and the fun that he brings to the table but also don't discount the boring stuff that the moms get stuck with too okay yeah Okay, number three is season one, episode 43, Camping. This is the very first episode of Bluey that I remember watching the first go-round and thinking, oh crap, this show is something special. Oh my gosh. So they're on a camping trip and Bluey keeps going to this little creek and playing a game. Now, I don't even remember what game it is. She's always, she has a new game each episode. <clears throat> and she meets this... French dog named Jean-Luc and they don't even speak the same language but her and Jean-Luc figure out a way to play together. They play this game together without even having the same language and it's great. And then the next day same thing. Bluey goes over to the creek, Jean-Luc is there, they play, it's great. This lasts for like three or four days. I want to say they like build a fort or something like you see progress in the play that they're doing. And then one day, Bluey goes to the creek, and Jean-Luc isn't there, and she's like, what the heck, where did he go? So she goes and asks her mom, hey, where's Jean-Luc? And her mom's like, oh, sorry, like, his family left this morning. And Bluey's, like, really upset about it, like, I didn't get to say goodbye, this friend that I made over the last few days, like, it's just suddenly not in my life anymore, am I ever going to see him again? And Chili's, like, trying to tell her, like, some friends are just there for a season, and that's okay. Like, just treasure the times that you did have with him and remember those memories, and it'll be okay. You can carry that with you. And it, like, wrecked me because how many of us have had friends that are only there for a season, and you want to believe that they're friends forever, and you're going to see them every day for the rest of your life, and then that just doesn't happen. And it's heartbreaking, but that's just life, right? <clears throat> And so Bluey, Bluey having to learn that lesson at six is just like, oh my gosh, so moving and so powerful. And then in the last scene of this episode, in like the last 30 seconds, we see Bluey as like a teenager. Okay, you can clearly see she's older and she's back at the same campsite and she goes and she's like reading by this creek, which by the way has way more water in it now. So we can tell this is a new summer, like the rain has fallen more and this teenage looking Jean-Luc shows up and says hi Bluey and 
like the tears I can't like he remembered her after all these years and they both held each other in their hearts even though they didn't see each other and then they remembered each other oh, I can't it's so good it's so good anyway okay episode number four another mom-centric episode sorry not sorry this is season two episode 12 it is called sticky gecko so here's the premise Chili is wanting to get the girls out the door in one minute, is what she says, so that they can go and meet this other mom and kid at the park. And she's like, one minute, I need shoes on. Bluey, where's your hat? Like, can you clean up this mess? And the kids are obviously, like, distracted. They're doing other things. Oh, and by the way, they have a sticky gecko on the ceiling, which could drop at any second, and they need someone to catch it. So the mom's like, I'll stand here and try to catch it. You go get your shoes on. You go clean up your mess. Whatever. And it's her trying to, like, time the girls, like, see how fast you can do it to see they can actually get out the door on time and all of these things. You can tell the mom is stressed. Like, she, like, other things keep happening. Bluey, like, knocks over the coat rack and Bingo can't, like, needs to brush her teeth. It's, it's this whole thing. And you can just see, like, Chili getting more and more stressed out about it and then she eventually says that's it we're not going and she like closes the door and sits down defeated and that kind of wakes the girls up and they're like um why we were just getting ready and she's like well actually you weren't and actually what's really cool is there are several episodes where it shows like the parents being stressed by the kids for whatever reason and saying like we still love you. It's just hard taking care of kids and sometimes we need a break and like sometimes we get overwhelmed. And so I love that they show that side of parenting. Like it's not always all fun and games and just playing all these exciting things with the kids. But also it's not always so stressful and hectic that it's not even fun being a parent, right? They show the balance between those two different sides. Anyway, and so then She's like, I just wanted to be on time. Like, we're meeting, I don't remember who it is, someone at the park. And I really want to be there on time because she cares about things like that. And Blue is like, why do you care about, like, being nice to her so much? And she said, well, when you were born, she brought over, like, a ton of lasagnas. And it was so helpful. And she's always been nice to me. And I would like to return the favor and be a good mom and friend to her. And Bluey's like, oh, like, I get it. I understand. And then Chili gets a text message from this mom and says, hey, sorry, we're running late. And Chili's like, oh, like, they struggle too. They're not perfect. And they're not, like, at the park anxiously waiting for us to get there. Like, kids are hard to get out the door sometimes. And so she, like, feels invigorated by knowing she's not alone. And the girls kind of being on her side. And they're like, okay, we're going to get our crap together. And get our shoes on and get this living room cleaned up so we can walk out the door and so they finally are all getting out the door and then the mom's like oh yeah and she runs back in the house right as the sticky gecko is falling from the ceiling and catches it and it's just a beautiful moment of how like no matter how stressed we can get as parents or just as humans with all the things that we have to juggle in the air like we can still one we're not alone like we're all struggling right we're all hot messes one day or another, right? And two, like, it's still possible. It's okay to exist in the hot mess and, like, continue on. You don't have to just quit and say, we're not going to the park. You can still, like, get to the park, even if you're a little late. And you can still catch the sticky gecko, <laughs> even though you have no idea when it's going to fall. Anyway, it's silly, but it's cute. Okay, number five, another mom one. Sorry, I didn't realize it when I made this this list. But obviously, that's what I um, identify with. So this is season two, episode 14. It's called Mum School because they're Australian and they say mum. Um, Bluey has uh, like six balloon children <laughs> that she's taken care of. And one of them has actual helium in it, so it's floating. And all of the other balloons, you can tell, were just blown up by someone's breath. So they're not floating, they're just on the ground. 
And so Bluey is always struggling with this green balloon because it's always trying to float away. And so she's trying to learn, how can I be a good mom when one of my children is like a problem child and I'm struggling to like get a handle on it. And so Chili kind of makes a game called Mom School, Mom School, where she like is trying to teach Bluey how to be a good mom to her kids and like giving her a grade and all this stuff. And um, I forget how Bluey kind of ends up wrangling the uh, balloon. Sometimes she puts like a blanket over it. Other times I think she like clips something to it. So it's kind of tethered to the ground. I don't remember. But anyway, she's like kind of getting a handle on things and um, figuring it out. She, like, gives them all a bath, which that was the whole point. Chili was trying to get Bluey to take a bath, and this was Bluey's distraction. And so there's definitely this underlying layer of, like, Bluey's trying to get a handle on her green balloon child, and Chili is trying to get a handle on her not wanting to take a bath child. And they're both kind of going through it at the same time, which is super cute. And then at the end, like, Bluey did such a good job and did all the things she needed to do. And then the green balloon, like, slips and, like, floats away out of the house, like, gone forever. And it's, like, oh my gosh, so heartbreaking. And Bluey's, like, oh no, like, my child, (laughs) does this mean that I failed mom school? And you would think Chili would say, no, of course not. But she says, yeah, you failed. She's, like, but that's okay. Like, we all fail now and then, but we can still, like try again basically and so that's really cool and they allow the kids to lose they allow them to fail and then they just teach them through that which I think is so important for kids to learn like it's not always going to go their way and they don't always have to be perfect you know which we'll get to in an episode I talk about in a second um but there's also this like thing that I'm thinking just as a parent like actually you know you when you pass as a parent when your child can leave the house and make it on their own right like as much as it hurts to let them go out the door and into the world like you know that means that you did your job as a parent and you raised them to be as good as you possibly could so that they can be a good human being in the world and make it right and so that's all going through my head while this balloon is floating away and it's like oh my gosh my little balloon come back (laughs) anyway it's really good okay number six is season two episode 26 sleepy time this one kind of follows bingo she says she's trying to have a big girl sleep and stay in her own bed all night bingo is four years old and so i guess um what we're seeing off camera is that there are times where Bingo, like, runs to her parents' room to sleep for the night or needs some help throughout the night. And so she's trying to be a big girl and sleep all in her own bed. And she has this little stuffed animal bunny that she's, like, kind of cuddling. And then she has this dream where she's, like, floating through space and her bunny is there with her. And she, um, like, at one point, loses the bunny and at another point she's like really close to the sun like dream world bingo is like flying through space and all these things are happening whereas real world bingo is like sleepwalking and when she lost her bunny it's because she literally dropped her bunny in the hallway when she got close to the sun it was because she was like close to her mom she like did get in bed with her mom without realizing it um and all throughout the night you see like all four of the healers kind of play musical beds and bed swap because um bingo is walking in her sleep bluey i guess couldn't sleep and got up at one point for water and then fell asleep in the parents room i think on the floor or in their bed i don't remember and so that causes like chili to get out of bed and she goes to sleep in bluey's room and then Bandit ends up on the floor because of Bluey being in his bed. Anyway, it's just so funny. And luckily we're not here yet because Cal is only 15 months old and still in a crib. And for the most part, sleeps through the night, knocking on wood. 
Um, but I can only imagine that there will be nights where, like, our kids are all over the place, getting up, needing water, needing a bathroom, having a nightmare, whatever, and it ends up like this crazy scene of, like, people passing each other in the hallway because they're switching beds, whatever, and it's just super cute to see the parents just kind of roll with it and be there for the kids however they need to, um, however they need to be, and, like, how Dream Bingo sees her mom, like, as the warmth and comfort of the sun, and then eventually, like, Bingo does end up sleeping in her own bed and lasts the rest of the night there, and so, it's really cool to, like, the different ways that they depict these scenarios that parents and children go through, through, like, really unique and imaginative ways. So, very, very cool episode. Episode 7 is Season 2, Episode 41. It is called Octopus, and man, if you were not a writer brain person like me, um, you might just breeze past this episode thinking whatever it's just a silly game that they're playing but the first time I saw this I was like oh my gosh this is an amazing episode so Bluey has a friend Chloe who's a Dalmatian and Chloe's over at her house and they're playing this game called Octopus where Bandit pretends to be an octopus and he like sits on the back of the couch and the girls try to steal the octopus's treasure but the octopus can, of course, grab them with his tentacles and prevent them from getting the treasure, and it's all good fun, right? They play it at Bluey's house, and it's amazing. And then Chloe goes home to her house and is trying to teach her dad how to play octopus. And you can tell that her dad is more of a um, more put-together, organized, serious person. You can even see, like, the aesthetic of their house. It's way neater. Um more organized like cleaner you can just like tell kind of the differences between these families and not that he's uptight but he's just more I don't know I don't know what way to put it just not as creative fun freewheeling as Bandit is and so he's like struggling to be an octopus right and also he doesn't know how this game was played and so he's just like hello, I'm an octopus. And she says, no, you're supposed to be making octopus noises. And so she keeps telling him he's playing the game wrong. And then he keeps telling her, well, octopuses in real life don't do that. So why are you making me do this? Like, they don't have treasure. All of these things. And so it finally comes to a head. And Chloe says, dad, every time I tell you something you say octopuses don't do that and he says well that's weird because I feel like every time I say something you say like this game does not work that way and so you're saying I can't do my stuff either and they're like oh well maybe let's figure this out and so they go online and they do some research about octopuses and learn what they're actually like and oh they can have treasure they do collect little objects and here's some cool things and oh well let's read about eels and it's this really cool thing of seeing them like work together and do the research and find something that they can both really bond on and then they make their own version of the octopus game with a new role that anytime someone suggests something you say Yes, this octopus does that. Improv rules, right? Yes, and. Which is perfect for any kid's game. Like, just always say yes. <laughs> and then Bluey ends up coming to Chloe's house later. And Chloe gets to teach her the new octopus game. And Bluey's like, oh my gosh, this is so much fun. Because they're actually learning things about octopuses. And her dad's into it. And it's, it's super great. Anyway, so at face value, it just seems like another episode about them playing a game whatever there's some family bonding it's great but I see in there like how the steps that we take to craft a good story and to like go through the writing process um as well it's definitely about having fun and like bonding with your parent and learning different ways to like play and have fun imaginative games with different types of people who think different ways, but I, as the writer that I am, see that other layer there. And I could get into it here, but this is more of a, a 
thing that needs to be written in words. <laughs> I don't know if you could tell. I am better when I have words written down to get my thoughts on paper than just kind of going no notes style. So I am writing a whole blog post about this episode in uh, specifics about how it kind of exemplifies the writing process. And so if you are interested in that, you should subscribe to my Substack where I publish stories or blogs once a month. And this will be my next one. It's coming out in a few weeks. So you can find links to that on my Instagram um, and or website, whatever. And so, yeah, there you go. Number eight is probably one of the most quoted, um, circulated, discussed episodes of Bluey of all time. It's another mom one, and probably the best mom one out there. It is season two, episode 50, Baby Race. Oh my gosh, this one got me the first time I watched it. Cried real tears, like, everywhere. It was crazy. So, it starts with the kids on the playground and Bluey talking about how she's better than another kid at the monkey bars. And um, her mom is like, it's not a race. It's not a competition. Like, you don't have to be better than her. You can both just do the monkey bars and it's great. And Bluey's like, um, no, I want to be better. I want to win the race or whatever. And so then Chili's like, okay, let me tell you a story about the time that you learned to walk. And they're like, great. Yes, tell us a story. So then, as Chili is telling the story, we get flashbacks to Baby Bluey, which is super cute. And Chili talks about going to mom group with a few other moms that have kids Bluey's age and how they're all there together. And, um, like, uh, Bluey was one of the first to roll over or sit up, one of those things. And Chili, like, freaked out she was like oh my gosh I have the best kid in the world like she's so advanced look at her I'm an amazing mom and blah 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 and almost like bragging about it to people and then on every other milestone Bluey was behind she sat up later than the other ones she crawled later than the other ones she started doing like butt scoots and then she started crawling backwards instead of forwards and Chili was like so discouraged Another kid, like, started walking, whereas Bluey is still just, like, crawling backwards. And Chili's like, what am I doing wrong? Like, I thought she was so advanced, rolling before anyone else, and now she's behind, and all of these things. So much so that she just stopped coming to mom's group because she was comparing herself to the other moms, and she was comparing Bluey to the other kids, and it was disheartening, and she couldn't do it anymore. So she stays at home and she's like upset. And then another one of the moms comes to visit her and is like, hey, we missed you at group today. Like, how are you doing? And Chili's like, I don't know. Like, I'm just struggling that Bluey's not walking yet, blah, blah, blah. And the mom says, um, have I told you that I have eight kids? <laughs> I think she's a poodle and she's got like eight poodle kids. And Chili's like, um, what? No, I thought this was your first. And she's like, oh, heck no. This is my eighth time going through this. And she's like, and there's something that you need to know. And Chili's like, what? And she looks directly into camera, like at Chili, but like she looks into the camera at all of the parents and moms watching this and says, you're doing great. Oh my gosh, the tears. And she's like, you know, kids are going to do it in their own time. Like, you don't need to worry about it. Like, Bluey's doing great. And you're doing great. And you're an amazing mom. And it's just like, oh my gosh, sometimes we need to hear that, right? Like, we all go through seasons of comparison, whether it's as parents or as colleagues or friends. Like, watching people on Instagram, going on vacations, whatever. And we can fall into the comparison trap thinking whatever we're doing is not good enough because we are losing whatever race that we have imagined and crafted in our head when really that's not true. Like we're all running our own race and the only person we need to think about beating is our past self, right? Like just take one step in front of the other and how can we do better tomorrow than we were today as opposed to how can I be better than 
this person or the person, right? And even when we fail, like in mom's school or in Sticky Gecko, when things get stressful, like we're still overall doing great, right? We're keeping these kids alive, we're keeping them happy and healthy, and they're going to do their thing in their own time, and it's going to be fine. And then at the end, uh, they're like, did Bluey ever learn how to walk? And she's like, yes. And she's like, actually in the kitchen. Uh, and Bluey's like, why did I try to walk in the kitchen? And then Bingo says, well, maybe you saw something you really wanted. And then it shows baby Bluey in the kitchen. Her mom is doing dishes. And Bluey just like decides to stand up and start walking towards her mom and like Chili turns around and sees her and like gets tears in her eyes and it's like oh my gosh like even though she was maybe a little behind her fellow babies like one she walked in her own time and two it was ultimately Chili that got her to want to stand up and take those steps right like uh, it was just it's so good so good okay cool few more episodes here we go number nine is season three episode six born yesterday this one was not originally on my list as i was just kind of scanning a wiki list of bluey episodes and remembering which ones stood out to me but i caught it the other day watching with cal and it was so cute and guess what this is a dad centric one finally an episode about bandit <laughs> playing so good all of the games with the girls so um the girls are doing something silly and they're trying to trick bandit and he says that's not gonna work on me and they're like why and he says because i wasn't born yesterday and they were like what does that mean and he says it means i've been around in this world for a long time and i've learned a thing or two and so I'm not going to fall in this little trap that you're trying to set for me. And they were like, ooh, I have an idea. Can we play a game where you pretend you were born yesterday? And he's like, okay, sure, whatever. Because he's always down to play the girls' games, and it's super fun. So he starts pretending he was born yesterday. And so he's like, wow, what is this? What is this? And the girls are, like, explaining things to him and, like telling him the names of certain things and he's like what's a name and they're like this is what the thing is called like this is a strawberry and he's like oh wow strawberry and i don't remember how it comes up originally maybe like in saying he was born yesterday he's like they say you've only been alive for a day and he's like what does alive mean and they're like well you're like a dog and you're walking and talking and you're alive and he's like oh is this alive and he points to the strawberry and they're like no i mean wait is it and so they like can't decide whether the strawberry is alive or not and then anyway they continue they play this game and he pretends that he was born yesterday and um yeah it goes on things ensue it's silly and this is like eight minutes later so after we've forgotten this like initial conversation when he first started playing the game he like goes and sits in the backyard and he like finds a leaf and he picks up picks it up and it like shows this really cool like zoomed in shot of the leaf and it zooms in even further and you see the veins and then it zooms in even further and you can see like the cells of the leaf and bandit says alive and it's just like oh my gosh like it's such a beautiful moment where he's like realizing, oh, this is what it means to be alive and like to have all of these like complex things that go into that. And so then the girls eventually decide, okay, we're done playing this game. It was fun, dad. Thanks, whatever. And then they go inside and are talking to their mom and they're like, hey, is he still playing the game? And they're like, no, we quit. And then it goes and looks at Bandit and he's still in the backyard looking at leaves and so it like reminds you to like go back to the childhood wonder of like what is this what is this asking all of the simple and yet very big questions about the universe like what does it mean to be alive <laughs> and like being in awe of the answer and like as a christian of god's creation and the miraculousness of that 
it's just, I don't know. It was really powerful. And I saw that one the other day and I was like, that was good. That was good. Plus, there's the occasional Bluey episode where there's a super zoomed in shot where the artwork is just like amazing, spectacular, like laptop background worthy, like could be framed on a wall in this with the leaf is one of them. So yeah, very good. And luckily I got an episode in there about the way that Bandit plays with the kids. Which actually, these last few are kind of along that same vein. So here we go, Bandit. You're getting some representation. Okay, number 10 is season 3, episode 29. This one is called Puppets. This one is so fun. So uh, there's this puppet that they have called Unicorse. And it's this unicorn puppet that Bandit wears on his hand, and he is silly and ridiculous. And in this episode, Unicorse is back, and the girls are trying to teach the unicorse, unicorn guy to be, like, polite and have good manners. And Unicorse sees the mom, Chili, and, like, falls in love with her and is like, oh my gosh, I must have her. And the girls are like, okay, well, we're going to teach you how to get her and go through this process. And so you need to dress up, you need to, like, take a bath, you need to brush your teeth, you need to say please and thank you, and all of these things. And so he's, like, taking politeness lessons, which, by the way, I think is the main point of this episode, is the girls were acting up like at a restaurant or at dinner and bandit was like you need to behave and they were like why and so then he brings the puppet out and he's about to teach them what happens if you don't behave and so anyway whatever there's always a reason behind the games that they play and stuff like that so anyway they're teaching the puppet to be polite and be han like handsome and uh hygienic all of the things so that the mom will love him and so eventually they're like, okay, you're going to go on your date now. And so they set it up and he goes on the date and they're like, okay, whatever you do, don't make a silly noise. I don't remember what it, what it is. Um, and he's like, okay, okay, I won't. And so he like is talking to her and everything's going great and she loves it. And then he can't help it, but he makes the silly noise or like farts or burps or whatever it is. I don't remember. It's something gross. And the girls are like, no, why did you do that? Like you were doing so good. And he was like, I'm sorry, I can't help it, like in the puppet voice. And then Bluey is like, no, dad, why did you make the puppet do that? And he was like, um, what? And he and she was like, yeah, you're controlling the puppet. And so then there's this whole like back and forth where he's like, I'm a puppet. And Bandit's like, yeah, mate, sorry to tell you. <laughs> and so there's kind of this like, um like veil being removed from the like kids eyes like normally they're all about improv roles right like yes and this puppet decided to burp or whatever on his date and ruined everything but really they like stopped playing the game and were like dad no you did it wrong you made the puppet do this because you're controlling it with your hand and he's like okay you're right like i did do this um like sorry blah blah blah, blah. so then we see I forget what transitions, but it kind of like zooms out and we see Bluey in bed, but she's on a computer screen. And then we see like a cursor make her open her eyes and then take the covers off and like stand up and get out of bed. Kind of like we see, I don't know, it's hard to describe, but you can see someone is clicking and making Bluey do this. Okay. And then it, like, clicks a play button, and she actually does it. And then she says something like, wow, I just had the craziest dream. And that's the end of this episode called Puppets. Right when, like, Bluey gets onto Bandit for, like, making the puppet say something. We are then, like, shattering the fourth wall of Bluey and saying, oh yeah, there are animators, writers puppet masters behind the scenes making Bluey and Bandit say these things and it's just like what? listen to a kid's show which obviously any other kid is gonna think like whatever they're not even paying attention but I'm over there like my brain just broke I 
<laughs> it's brilliant, y'all. This show is brilliant. Final one we're talking about. Episode 11. This is season 3, episode 43, Dragon. So there are a handful of episodes throughout Bluey where we get, like, artwork episodes where it's, like, the kids and the parents are, like, drawing and creating stories. And so we're getting, like, their uh, animations, I guess, which is really cool. Um, There's also episodes where they're, like, playing puppets with their hands, and so we're seeing their hands the whole time. It's just really unique storytelling all throughout the show. Anyway, this is one of the episodes where they're drawing and kind of creating a story and we're seeing their drawings come to life. So Bluey wants to like go defeat a dragon and so they're going on this quest and Bingo has this race car that she's driving around in and the dad's a knight and the mom is a princess maybe, I don't remember. And they're all going to go defeat the dragon and... At one point, uh, Bluey keeps complaining that the dad is not a very good drawer. And you can, like, see the different art styles in their different characters, which is so cute. And the way that they mesh them together is is just really great. Um, And then Bluey's first attempt at drawing a dragon does not look like a dragon. And they kind of poke fun of it. And then Bluey gets discouraged. And she's like, I can't draw. Like, I'm not a good drawer. This is not a good dragon. No... Like, this isn't even a dragon, it's Humpty Dumpty, ha ha ha, because she accidentally made his body too round. And so they kind of play it off, but then she's getting discouraged, and um, she's like, how come dad is not a good drawer, but mom is? And so then the mom tells a story about how her mom encouraged her as an artist and like told her to keep practicing and keep it up and how one day she would get better. Meanwhile, the dad did not get the same encouragement and therefore decided to quit drawing. And that means he's obviously not very good at it. And so Bluey is realizing like, oh, it takes practice and it takes support and encouragement to get better at whatever skill or hobby that you'd like to be better at. Right. And so she decides not to give up and she tries to draw the dragon again and it looks so much better and they defeat it all together. And it's great. And it's a brilliant nod back to an episode a few before that called Perfect, where Bluey is trying to draw a Father's Day card for Bandit and is getting discouraged that her card isn't perfect. And so the mom is having to tell her, like, what does perfect mean and why does it have to be perfect? And um, it all stems back to Bluey was upset that one of her drawings on the fridge got replaced by one of Bingo's drawings on the fridge. And so, like, the way that they, like, keep harping these same lessons in episode after episode, because sometimes it takes multiple times for a kid and a parent and a human to grasp these concepts. Like, you don't have to be perfect to, like, earn love or respect or happiness or whatever. But also, if you want to get better at something, you can practice and put in the time and effort and that's going to happen. And also, guess what? It helps if you have some support and encouragement along the way. Have people there to tell you, it's okay if it's not perfect. It's okay if you fail. I'm going to be here no matter what. And also, you can do it. I believe in you. Right? And I feel like that's just what this show is saying to the parents, to the kids, to anyone who decides to watch it. It's just, like, so great. So great. And every time... Calvin points at the remote and says, Bluey! I'm like, I happily oblige, kid. Here we go. Let's wreck our, our brains and our hearts together. And the times it's like come up in classes, like talking about interesting writing, it's just like, I don't know. I'm I'm a fan. Uh, I will say that. <laughs> if I've intrigued you, Bluey is available on Disney Plus, and it's only eight minutes per episode. So it's real easy to just jump in and binge watch so many episodes at once because they're so quick. Even if you don't have kids, there is plenty of discourse among adults on the internet, like finding the hidden long dog in each episode, which is a fun game to play. And 
MatPat even has a theory about how the Society of Bluey exists after the fall of humanity. So there is some darkness in there as well. <laughs> and let me just say, I didn't happen to touch on some of these subjects, but Bluey does hit on other sensitive subjects that might come up in a family discussion, like adoption, um, infertility, miscarriage, like all of these things are hinted at. And if that's something that your family has experienced, these make it very easy to like open the door to these conversations. But of course, if like your family hasn't experienced that, it's not something that you want to broach with your child at this time. Like it'll it'll blow past them. the kids won't even realize that's what's happening, but the adults can pick up on these things. And so I think that's that's really cool that they're not afraid to touch on subjects like this. Like they talk about like premature babies who have to like stay in the NICU for a long time and how you have to be the bravest you've ever been to leave your baby. Oh, I'm gonna tear up just thinking about it. Anyway, so there's a lot in there, um for anyone, really. There's just so much greatness to show. Hopefully you got a piece of that in my rambling today. If nothing else, I just got to make some decent commentary on a silly kid show for a podcast episode. <laughs> got that going for me. Hope you enjoyed it. Sorry it went so long. I thought this would be a short episode, but this is what happens when I have no notes and no guest to keep me in check. <laughs> so, uh, like I said, I will be back for the next couple of months with a few more episodes for you. Then I'm going to go on break while I have my second child and deal with having two and wrapping my head around that and then um I should be back in full swing next year with more episodes just gonna keep chugging away till we hit our 111st no matter how long it takes so thanks for sticking here with me as we went from weekly to bi-weekly to monthly to whenever I can I can manage to squeeze one out so thank you so much and I will see y'all next time Thanks for joining me for 11Zs. If you liked what you heard, please leave a review, subscribe, tune in each Thursday, and tell your friends. You can connect with me on Instagram and Twitter at kdsubcreations, and check out my blog and other free content at the link in the description. Now go where you must go and hope.